I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. My name is Rian Lockard, and I am the head witch over here at Moonstone Witchery. Welcome to my podcast, and thank you so much for listening. If you like my content, please feel free to subscribe and tell all your friends. <laughs> it's a little plug there. Um, oh, exciting news is that I have launched the my YouTube channel, so... Shortly, um, you will be flooded with lots of cool videos that are designed to support you in, um, you know, taking this kind of stuff from concept to reality. And what I mean by that is I'm going to be doing sort of some how-to videos on like how to implement the things we talk about here, um, how to do spell work, how to anoint and bless candles, all that good stuff, um, as well as videos that are more conceptual that are kind of about us, um, you know, just sort of dialoguing even more in a different venue on a different platform. So if you search in YouTube for Moonstone Witchery, you can go ahead and find me there and subscribe and um, whatever else you like to do. And that would be awesome and I would be eternally grateful. So for today, I thought that we would chat a little bit about a few different things. Um, I've been getting a lot of cool messages from baby witches who are interested in in kind of exactly what I was talking about is going to happen over on the YouTube channel, the how to actually do a lot of, I guess, of, of witch work, how to implement what what the spells are and what we're actually doing here as witches. Um, I also have gotten some, uh, like a very interesting theme has emerged in my DMs, over in my DMs on um, my Instagram page, which is moonstone underscore witchery. Um, I've been having a lot of people message me about sort of psychic dreams and mediumship and all of that good stuff. So I figured I would devote today's podcast to discussing the spiritual side of things and specifically um, the side of things that revolve around our crossed loved ones and what and how to determine if we have um, psychic gifts. Now, I know I did a podcast recently that was designed to kind of validate everybody's um, spiritual gifts or to sort of point you in the direction of understanding that maybe you are spiritually gifted and you might not have realized it all this time. I think that podcast was called like, OMG, that's wild or something like that. So you can go ahead and check that out if this is a topic that's interesting to you. Um, but what I wanted to talk about more was kind of the realm of dreams and the realm of 
love mediumship. I um, have a specific kind of expertise in this area, so I figured I would open up to you guys and share a little bit about it. Uh, Ever since I was very young, I have been able to see and interact with the other side, beyond the veil, the spiritual realm, whatever word works for you. I started my spiritual career doing mediumship readings. I've been doing them for a very long time now, and I um, I don't do as many medium readings as I used to, mostly because I am really flooded with just intuitive readings, and I have merged um, my life coaching private practice with my spiritual practice. So I do a lot of intuitive coaching and my clients kind of benefit both from the readings and spirituality side of things, plus the like self-help, like, oh my God, what do I do to fix my life side of things? Uh, So the mediumship readings have just sort of fallen out a little bit, but I have a policy wherein if anybody ever needs to connect with someone, they're in deep pain or really in deep need, I will always open up myself to those people and to be of some support. I'm sharing this because I want you to understand my background is really in being a medium, an intuitive medium, a psychic medium, whatever word you like. A question I get a lot is what is the difference between being a psychic and being an intuitive? I guess there is a difference. I suppose that being a psychic is much more, um, I guess it's more based in the ease at which you receive information um, and being an intuitive is, is sort of a way of honoring and acknowledging and devoting yourself to awareness around the information you receive through your intuition. I know for me, the word psychic, though, is not really a word that I use too much for myself because it's kind of like got this, I don't know, weird attachment to it. Our culture sort of has some some energy around it that I'm not really interested in. I decided a long time ago I was going to move away from interacting with really anybody with whom I felt like I was supposed to, you know, justify my existence to them or convince anyone that I am valid in any way. I don't have any interest in convincing anybody that I'm valid or that my gifts are valid. And I'm sharing this with you because I want you to feel the same way. Sometimes when our truth comes out and we say, you know, even if we say I'm into spirituality, I'm into witchcraft, I'm interested in in evolving in my spiritual path or practicing more, We get inundated with these people who are like, oh, well, why? Or isn't that dumb? Or explain and justify and validate to me why your beliefs are real. And we immediately feel on the defensive, like we're supposed to somehow have these answers that we ourselves aren't even certain about necessarily. And then we're like, am I crazy? Am I wrong? Is something wrong with me? Am I weird? Am I this like outcast? And the whole system is rigged to make you feel that way. And that is why I do not interact with anyone like that. So what I mean by that is you're drawn to a spiritual path because you are seeking answers and you're seeking your own answers and you're doing a lot of contemplation and you're interacting with the world in a very specific way so that you can so that you can like dip your toe in it and figure out what your beliefs are. And so for someone else to come to you and say, it's your job to justify to me why <laughs> why you believe what you believe and what your perspective is, well, that's just absolutely inappropriate. 
and you don't need to do that. And I want to like write you a permission slip that says you don't need to do that. You're totally allowed to say, no, I really, it's not my thing to kind of validate myself with you. I'm good over here. If you're interested in spirituality, I can recommend some podcasts or some YouTube channels <laughs> um, or some books or whatever to, to you that you can go like do your own like information gathering because spirituality is a deeply personal thing. But my point here is like, I don't think that it's appropriate for anyone to feel like they have to justify themselves to anyone else. And so why am I saying this? Where am I going? It's because I want you to feel like you can dip your toe into the world of psychic and intuitive gifts, mediumship, readings, divination of any kind without feeling like you have to like justify or validate yourself. It's not your job. Okay. Don't buy in to the traps that are being set for you by these people who are just like skeptics for fun. There's a lot of them out there. They're looking for an argument. It's your decision if you want to like accept that invitation or not, but I would encourage you absolutely do not. Now that said, let's talk about it. So when I was very young, I was always like seeing and receiving information. Now when I say seeing, when I was very young, I could see apparitions um, around me or in front of me. As I became older, I realized that not everybody could do that. And there's this thing about realizations in the tangible world that we live in. It's kind of like once we have that awareness, it's like Schrodinger's box or the cat or whatever. Um, Once we have that realization, we can't like unrealize it, unfortunately. And so I had the realization and suddenly I stopped really seeing the apparitions and physical reality around me, but they still existed. They went up into my mind's eye. So this is usually a piece of surprising information for people. People tend to think that if they are a medium, that they're seeing ghosts like in the room with them. Now, Yes, I I can still see certain things that I might not want to see, to be real with you. But on the whole, or for the most part, what I'm seeing when I'm doing any kind of reading is I'm seeing the apparitions or the individual themselves in my mind's eye very clearly. This takes practice for differentiation so that you are aware that you are seeing something that's being shared with you rather than like something that your mind is fabricating. Um but it's a very real thing. So if you often are just like standing near a person and suddenly you see maybe an elderly woman and she's talking to you about, I don't know, like making cookies with a child at Christmas time and you're like, what is happening right now? Why am I getting this information? I'd encourage you to look around you and be like, does this belong to somebody else? Part of being a psychic intuitive or of being a medium is is the understanding that you are going to receive information. It's going to appear to you. You didn't necessarily ask for it or call it forth. You just know it. And then your job is to decide, do I want to have this? And if not, you can set boundaries that say, nope, not interested. Or you can look around and try to figure out, who does this information belong to? Okay? Um, There is so much self-awareness that goes into working with your intuitive and psychic gifts. That's basically a lot of all that it is. And one of the only ways that you can build upon it is to practice. But we're going to talk about that in a second. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, as I tend to do. So when I was young, I could see these apparitions. As I grew older, they kind of migrated to my mind's eye and to my senses. 
So I will maybe feel a sensation or smell a particular smell or even hear things. I've clearly heard um, voices or words or messages or even just like the sound of someone watching TV and laughing when I know there's no one in my home doing that. Or I'll hear footsteps or I'll smell the smell of roses or cigars or of certain kinds of maybe springtime fragrances or foods. Or I will start to feel a certain way in my body. Now, typically for me, and this is going to be different for everybody, when I have body sensations, it is because I am receiving information about the ailments or the method of passing that the person has suffered from. And so if I, for example, I'm feeling like a burning in my chest when I'm doing a reading, I will say, what happened with the person? Was there chest-related issues, pain, etc. Um, and I will get the validation back. So when you are doing a reading or when you are paying attention to and communicating about um, whatever information you're getting, it's all, it's all about your awareness of yourself. It's all about like, okay, I'm going to sit down with some intentionality. I'm going to like purposefully pay attention to what I'm receiving and I'm going to go from there. Now, what I'm talking about is doing a reading. What is happening for most of y'all when you're walking around is you're just like (laughs) receiving information, not validating necessarily with yourself like, oh, I'm receiving psychic information. And instead, you're just kind of like, what is going on? Why am I thinking about this? Why am I feeling this? Et cetera. That's normal for you to not maybe necessarily know or understand. But because I'm getting all these questions, I'm realizing it's time for me to sort of start dialoguing with you about this. So that's another thing you can do is pay attention to the signs and the information that you're receiving from the universe on a regular basis because you're being guided towards what your next thing is all the time. If you see something repeating, I really want you to like look into it. So if you are thinking, maybe I am gifted, maybe I do receive some information or whatever, the first place to start is to journal. Um, You can just write down every day random information that you received. Suspend yourself, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your self-critic. Try to suspend your self-critic for a minute and just like let yourself write things down. If you're wrong, you're wrong. But if you're right, that's like exciting and helpful and validating for yourself, okay? So you don't have to show anybody. You don't have to tell anybody you're doing it. You don't have to do any of that, but you can just write down. Or you can play a fun game with yourself wherein you take out your journal and you try to like write all about somebody. You can either do predictive writing or just kind of assess their personality or whatever it might be, practice doing some kind of readings based on just what do you know? A great question for a beginning intuitive is to say to themselves, all right, what do I automatically know about somebody when I just see them for the first time? One of the biggest things that was a surprise to me was when I discovered that other people don't innately know like so much about a person right when they first meet them. I thought that everybody did that. I thought everybody could meet someone and innately just have so much knowledge about them. Because to me, when I look at a person, I see them in many layers. I see their essence. I see their spirit. I see their soul. I see their deep-seated insecurities. I see their coping strategies. I see the issues they might have with certain family members, it's so all over them. It's so obvious to me. 
that I didn't know that that was an unusual thing. And I still wonder if it's unusual or if we're just not trained to have the awareness about what we know about somebody. So practice, meet somebody new or like go online and like click through like your suggested friends on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever and see what you can just tell about a person based on looking at them, you know? And if you want to, you can like open up to a a mutual friend and be like, hey, I did a reading about this person that you also know. How accurate does this seem to you? Or whatever it might be. Now, getting to the level where you're willing to like do a reading is a whole next step, right? Like that's definitely another thing, but you can get there and you can do it. When I finally realized, okay, I'm I'm going to claim the word psychic, I'm going to take ownership of it. I understand that what I am doing here is being an intuitive reader. Um I I was scared to, to claim that. I, it took me a while. It took some self-work, and that's why I always talk about, you know, like witch work and spirituality. Being living like a spiritual life is a very um, is very much a self work experience, as I always say on every episode that I do. But it is because there's a level of confidence and self acceptance and willingness to have your own back that you have to have in order to say, yeah, I'm I'm an intuitive, or yeah, I'm gifted in this way, or yes, I can do this thing, or yeah, there is this like different thing about me. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. Practice working with yourself. Practice believing yourself. So often in life, we just want someone to see us as we truly are and to believe us and to say, you are perfect as you are. Like you're worthy, you're valid, like your existence is worthwhile. We're looking for that so often from others when we don't realize that we don't give it to ourselves. We don't stop and like validate ourselves. We don't stop and go, hey, like, yeah, I'm doing this cool thing, or yeah, I handled that well, or I'm doing my absolute best here, or what kind of person do I want to be, and am I being that person? And then when we are being that person, we don't remember to like be proud of ourselves. And what I'm trying to say is, if you can do the self-work required to like examine yourself and see your own gifts and then work with them, then you're like ahead of the game in a major way, okay? So if you can claim that you've got these intuitive gifts, that's fantastic. And from there, what you get to do is practice, okay? So when I first realized that I was going to claim this title of psychic intuitive um, and medium, I decided that what I would do was hone my craft. Now, I didn't know any like professional psychics at the time that I could like apprentice with or something. I didn't go to like psychic school. Although interestingly enough, I have developed a program called Psychic School and it's a one-on-one coaching program that I've um, extended to people many times because I always was looking for mentorship and like for somebody to support me in learning how to develop this part of myself. But at the time, I there wasn't like another me out there that had already developed this. So I had to put myself through psychic school first. And what I did was I started with what I was telling you. I, I journaled. I wrote my um, awarenesses. I just became hyper aware of what I was aware of, which sounds very meta, but it's a thing. I was just listening to myself. I was just like watching what I knew and paying attention to it. And I would quiz people sometimes when we would both meet the same person. I would say something like, what do you think about that person? Like, how would you describe them? Not, And I wouldn't set it as a trap so I could like debate with them or say, I think this or that. I would just listen to what they received and compare it to what I had figured out 
And I would just pay attention to where I had picked up on something that they hadn't or where maybe they saw something differently than me. My next step, though, was to practice doing readings. And this is kind of where maybe people become afraid or hesitant. And you don't have to do this step if you don't want to, but you can. And I practiced doing readings and I decided I was going to do 100 free medium readings and 100 free psychic intuitive readings. So overall, I did 200 free readings. Um, That's a lot. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy. And it was fantastic fantastic. Uh, my like my ability to read people up leveled dramatically. It's just like anything else. Whenever you work it, it gets stronger. And um, it was a really great time in my life when I was doing these free readings because I was able to really hone in on how I receive information and how I interpret that information and how to communicate with a client, how to structure a reading, all kinds of things I became an absolute expert on when I was doing these free readings. So that said, that's a little mini guide to to if you want to enhance your psychic gifts or start to sort of really dive into it, you can follow a path similar to that. But let's talk about the nitty gritty. So if you're just sort of receiving information all the time about somebody, I want you to practice, like I said, believing yourself. We are our own like biggest barriers. We are the ones that block ourselves from all of the progress we want to make. We are the ones that stand in our way more than anybody else. So if you can just drop that and start to believe yourself and see where it takes you, you have gotten so much farther than anybody else if you can do that. So I want to encourage you, believe yourself, see where it leads you, receive information. Now there's some tricks to things. So if you want to, if you want to connect easier, I want to encourage you to use crystals. Crystals are an amazing tool for mediumship and divine communication for psychic gifts of any kind. This is because crystals are radiating at a specific energy and it allows your body to match the energy of the crystal, which puts you in a specific state. So if you have certain crystals like amethyst, I love blue kyanite for readings. I don't know why, but it's like fantastic for me for readings. Um, Selenite's going to radiate at a really high vibration. Lapis is fantastic for intuitive gifts. All kinds of purple, blues, um, clear crystals are going to support you in connecting to the divine or connecting to the other side. If you can hold a crystal, what you're going to do is you're going to say, I would like you to support me in my connection to my guides, the other side, my guardian angels, loved ones who have passed, etc. Then what happens is your energy vibration radiates towards the energy vibration of the crystal. It drags you up. It pulls you to another level. And when you're at that level, you're able to connect easier. And that is why crystals are so effing cool. Um, I have on my website a crystal bag that's specifically for divine communication. It's full of like, I think, six stones that are specifically made. And then I program them, by the way, to match your energy specifically. I don't send anything out from my website at all that I haven't done some enhancement to on an energy energy field. So what I'm saying is like if I get an order from somebody and they want divine communication, I say to them, is this for you? Are you working on your like gifts and your like attraction to like the divine or your connection, not attraction? And when they say yes, I say, okay, I'm going to program this to your specific energy field. Send me your name, whatever. 
And then I program the crystals to specifically align to you. You can program the crystals yourself as well. Hold them in your hand, tell them your name, ask them for support on any level that you are looking for support. And then let them know what it is that you are trying to do. And the crystal will support you. Make sure you're polite and say thank you. I always think that's important. In any event, holding the crystal will help you connect. It'll help you go to that state in your mind, that frequency that your mind or your your soul can vibrate at where you can receive information a little bit easier. Another thing, if you are specifically trying to connect to someone who has passed and is a specific person and you're able to, I want you to hold an object that belonged to them or something that they had written on. Um, If you can get your hands on some jewelry or a piece of metal, that's even better because metal is a conduit of energy in a very specific and sacred way and it's almost as if you're able to continue touching the person through that piece of metal because of the way that metal works the energy that metal contains and so you can do readings by holding an object and asking the object hey I'm gonna hold you and I want you to remember a time in which you were held by this person and connect me to their energy field in that capacity and allow me to receive information about that person And then again, your job whenever you are receiving information is to get out of your own way. Just practice believing yourself. Say whatever it is that comes to you or write it down. You don't have to understand it. The person who you're doing the reading for has to understand it. You are a channel. You are not the interpreter. This is a really huge thing. This is also where a lot of psychic intuitives like mess themselves up to be honest with you it's because they decided that they are supposed to understand and interpret whatever information they received rather than knowing that they are merely the mouthpiece the channel of the information they're specifically there to narrate and describe whatever they're receiving they don't have to understand it or put it into any context and if you can free yourself of having to understand or contextualize anything that you're getting you're getting really far because we all get really hung up on well i don't understand what this means or i don't know this specific answer and it's not your job to know your specific answers it's just your job to channel the information So that said, if you can go ahead and just like allow yourself to just be and speak and just throw it out there, let's get really honest. The the true thing here is I want you to allow yourself to be willing to be wrong. That's what we're all afraid of. We're afraid that if we say, oh, I'm a psychic intuitive or I'm an intuitive or a medium or whatever, that we're going to say something that's going to be wrong. And I just want to say like there's no wrong. There's just simply what you're receiving. And perhaps you might be receiving something and and interpreting it in a different way than how how you've received it. Or perhaps you are receiving something and it's not the right thing at the right time or it's for you and not for somebody else. The only way you can ever discern and determine what information you receive belongs where is by receiving the information and saying it. And then you can organize it and figure it out. And the more you practice, the more you're going to learn how to hone your craft and get very clear on what am I getting and what does this mean when I get this and what happens when I see this and what happens when I see that. You're kind of learning a new language when you're talking to the divine. Your guides are going to show you things and they're going to mean one thing and you have to sort of over time understand what it is that they're saying to you and what it is that they mean. And you can totally do that. And you can do it by practicing, by being your own best friend, by sitting with yourself and by saying like, I trust you, we've got this, let's do it. And being really gentle and kind to yourself. 
Um, I've also been getting a lot of questions about psychic dreams and what their meaning is and how to work with them. And so I want to say um, psychic dreams are a very real thing. If you're receiving dreams or you're having dreams, I, the, everyone always says, write down what your dreams are. I'm going to continue to say that or like find a person to talk about it with in the morning. Um, that's always good too. Dive in and see what it is. But the place in which I differ from others is that I want to encourage you to interpret your own dreams and interpret everything you're receiving in your own way first. I don't like it that people just immediately dive into a dream interpretation book or Google it really right away. Because again, your guides, your psychic self, your higher self, your soul, whatever words you want to use is communicating with you in your own language. And so if you are receiving information whatever signs and symbols you're getting are going to be specific to you. They're not necessarily going to always mean the same thing that it would mean for somebody else or that a dream book says it means, okay? So I want you to try to interpret your dreams for yourself first, and then you can go ahead and consult with some kind of book or text or website or whatever you're comfortable with. Because again, it's going to be in your own language. The other thing I want to say about that is that I want you to believe yourself with whatever you get. You'll notice there's a theme here, right? Like trust yourself, believe yourself, have some awareness around that. And I want you to dive into to figuring out, well, what was the predominant emotion that I was feeling during this dream? Or what was the emotion of the dream? Because that's going to give you a lot of information too. One of the most distressing things that happens is if you have a dream about a crossed loved one, but it's not a positive dream. People will hit me up all the time being like, my grandmother was sitting there crying. Is she not okay on the other side? What does it mean? Um, And what I want to say is, well, your grandmother tried to have a dream in which she visited you, but she's probably crying because of all the sadness you are feeling over her loss. Not that you're making your grandmother cry, but if the emotion of the dream is predominantly sad, that's an indication of your emotion or of your experience. And your grandmother's trying to penetrate that sadness, but is having trouble because of the fact that you're carrying so much sadness with you, it might be hard for her to communicate with you. Whenever you see a loved one in a dream, it is always a visit. It's always a visitation. However, the way in which it manifests can get kind of clogged up or just distorted by your own emotional state of existence at the time in which you're having the dream. So please understand that if a loved one is able to come visit you in a dream, they're never in a state of distress. It means they've crossed over beautifully. They're on the other side. Everything is okay. However, Um, If there is some sort of distress happening in the dream, that's more about your state or the state of the people who are still alive than it is about your loved one who has crossed over. And if you have questions about that, please feel free to send me a message somewhere because I can talk to you about it more. What do I do when I have these dreams is a question that I get. You simply acknowledge them. There's a lot to be said for saying to your loved one, I got your dream, like, thank you so much, I'm here, please send me a sign, or I miss you, or whatever. Um, You can do a little ritual to acknowledge that you received the, the dream or the information, the sending from your loved one. You can light them a candle, you can say a prayer, you can play a song for them, you can do a lot of things that acknowledge that you've received their communication. And the more that you are back and forth with the with the, the other side or with your guides or with the spiritual realm, the more that the spiritual realm or your guides or the other side are in, in contact with you, you are in a conversation, an 
all times with spirit. You're always, always dialoguing with spirit, whether you're aware of it or not. And so once you have the awareness, you can start to work with it. And that's what's beautiful about it. You just got to get out of your own way. I know I'm saying a lot of this over and over again, but I really want to validate for you that you can have and be any of the things that you want. It's just a matter of you having your own back, of loving yourself enough, and of trusting yourself enough to be the person that you wish you had in your life. We all have to come to terms with the fact that we all have to show up in our own lives as the people that we wish we could find. We have to do that for ourselves first and foremost before we can ever have anybody else show up for us in that capacity. You do not have to learn to love yourself before you can have love from somebody else. You are worthy of love whether you are able to give yourself that love or not. You are worthy of respect whether you are able to respect yourself or not. You are worthy of of basic anything, care, regard, respect, love, kindness, whether you're able to give yourself those things or not. However, or I guess I should say in addition to that, everything becomes so much more able to be received by you once you're able to give those things to yourself. Somebody can love you and love you and love you and love you, but if you are unable to see your own worth, it's hard for you to feel that love. You're still able to be loved. You are still lovable. But if you don't see it or you don't feel it, you're not going to be able to receive it. Okay? And so if you want to enhance your intuitive gifts and if you want to be more connected to the other side and if you want to like allow yourself to just finally be who you truly are, then it's time for you to just start believing yourself and treating yourself with kindness. And then all of that can come to you from others. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I hope this was validating. I guess fundamentally I wanted to say that when your psychic gifts show up, they might show up in your mind's eye. They might show up in a sensory way through thoughts, through feelings, through smells. Um, You might pick up a lot of information from the tangible world. Like you might touch an object and just receive information. Um, You might sort of have a dream about something and not know what to do with it. And really all I ever want you to do is believe yourself and practice believing yourself and then see where it goes when you follow that route rabbit down the rabbit hole because getting out of your own way just means all right let's just let's just assume that this is a thing and let's see what happens next and then you can sit down with intentionality and purpose and hold a crystal in your hand and open up your channel and talk to your guides and I want you to always protect yourself I want you always to say like I only want to communicate with energies and entities of the highest light and love that are here for my ultimate good and higher purpose nothing that means me harm or is negative in any way maybe in my space I am surrounded and protected blessed be and so it is so I want you to say something like that Um, and then I want you to open your channel and talk to your guides and I want you to write down what you receive and I want you to not be mean to yourself about it and I want you to not doubt yourself about it and instead I want you to be your own cheerleader and to just watch as these things manifest and you can do it every day and you can do it for the future you can sit down and say all right what if I had to channel a prediction for the next month or two months or four months or year and just see what happens I would love for you to approach yourself and your life and your gifts with curiosity and open mind and open heart and kindness and generosity towards yourself. And if you can do that, you will find that you are so much more gifted, so much more talented, so much more connected than you ever really realized. 
If you have questions about this or any topic that I've ever covered on the podcast, please hit me up. I love to hear from you. You can find me over on Instagram at Moonstone underscore Witchery. And now you can find me on YouTube. And this is very exciting for me. Um, Just search up Moonstone Witchery. Please uh, subscribe to my little channel over there. Click the little bell if you want to get notified that I... um, whenever I post a video. And I am on Etsy with lots of crystals and enchanted pieces of jewelry. And enchanted pieces of jewelry is like wearing a spell. That's exactly what it is. I enchant necklaces, rings, um, all kinds of amulets, things like that, so that you can have a wearable spell. So when you want to have, you know, boost your attraction, or if you want to boost your charisma or your transformation or something like that you can put on a piece of jewelry and the spell will radiate as you wear it and then you can take it off and put it aside and um, that is what enchanted jewelry is so I have crystal prescription bags I have all kinds of stuff all over the place so hit me up find me I'm over on moonstonewitchery.com and I love to hear from you guys so thank you so much for the support and the love any questions or if you have anything that you'd like me to cover on a podcast or a video I would love to hear it Um, I hope that you are all doing well, and I'm sending you love. Mwah.